Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Here we go. Wow. I'm excited about tonight. Good evening, everybody, and welcome to Dead Air Live and the Dead Air Full Spectrum channel. We are simulcast with KGRADB.com, KGRA on Facebook and on YouTube. And uh, we're finally into a new month. Month of March. This week flew by. It was like we just did the show with the Rathmans yesterday. It, it just absolutely was such a quick week. Uh, hope everybody's doing well. Thank you and welcome to everybody in the chat. Uh, don't forget to, forget to hit that subscribe button. Also, don't forget the thumbs up and the reminder bell for upcoming content. We got some stuff to talk to you about here in just a few mm. minutes. But thank you. My name is George Lopez. With me, as always, from the great city of Rhode Island, Mr. Ken DaCosta. Uh, we are in absolute joyous weather right now down here. And uh, Ken, joyous for you is anything above 35, I think, right? It's a pleasure. It's a pleasure. It's T-shirt weather. Literally is. It literally is. When it hits 40, it's like I don't have to put on a coat to go get the mail anymore. It's great. What's wrong with you people? Hardy, hardy New Englanders. Swamp, yeah. Yan- yeah. swamp Yankee blood. Thick blooded. There we go. Um, yeah. Yeah. It's an interesting week and uh, some some great stuff going on because I am a uh, couch potato when it comes to programs. Uh, got back with Star Trek Picard. It started again. Uh, the Mandalorian, you know, a couple things on Disney, a couple things on uh, Prime. And I just completed, I binged a show that how it escaped me because I haven't laughed this this well in a long time with Boston. Uh, Co- Co- Cody's here tonight. They're in West Virginia. Just oh, for- good. Yeah, they're on the way down to Florida, matter of fact. And uh, they're coming uh, during bike week. So, Cody, uh, if you can hear me, 360 degree while you're in the car, watch everywhere, man, because it's a what, 500,000 bikes coming to Daytona. She'll so never please, notice. Please. <laughs> yeah. Um, and then the unique thing happened this week, and I wanted to go over this briefly, Ken. I know there's something you wanted to bring up before we bring our wonderful guests on tonight. And uh, it was just made aware to me exactly what this was, but it was quite interesting. And what we're talking about here is the um, Jupiter Venus connection. 
-hmm. Never seen lights like this or stars like this in the sky before. Never. Never seen a pair of stars like this. Still trying to figure it out, cool. you know, how we I've never seen this in my life. There it is again. That's from the backyard. Now you see what's strange about it is the angles that they were at. Like this one here is you'd say two o'clock and seven o'clock. Yeah. Uh two nights later, it's six o'clock and twelve o'clock. And you know, the other one was from the third night. And the third night, a little bit later, about an hour later. And I've never seen it. I've never, ever seen that before. Uh, and we were talking to our producer, Bill Forte, prior to the show. And, you know, he says, you know, this is a conjunction is what it's called. A conjunction. Uh, yes. of, uh, from Jupiter and Venus. Um, either they're closer than ever before, and that's why it stood out for me. I mean, it looked like the two tip lights on a plane coming towards my my driveway you know i'm like what is this so um yeah i found that out very very unique though so i guess it's not a very common thing those of you who are in chat may even have taken a chance to look it up better than i did because i couldn't find anything mentioned um but there's a possibility that it's been longer than my life since it happened like this so quite interesting ken you can see it from your house too i'm sure anybody can see it in the world yeah, anybody like in the Western Hemisphere, when I caught it, it was at that 7 o'clock, 2 o'clock movement when you called me to make sure, check on me, make sure we weren't being invaded or anything like that. Right. <laughs> yeah, it was. Damn it, no, it didn't happen. Nah, you know, still here. Yeah, but you never know what tomorrow will bring. Um, Mr. DeCasi, you have a story about your hometown, is that correct? I do. Um, now, this week, I live in a town called Tiverton. It's a pretty quiet seaside town. And this week, everybody in town had a little pep to their step, and their hearts were full. And this was the talk of every Dunkin' Donut shop, of which there are like 15 within a one-mile radius of me. Tom Brady's moving into your neighborhood? No, okay. better than that. Ooh. Um, so it was, uh, the talk of the town on Facebook, but the CBS show blue bloods this week mentioned our town's name in an episode. They're still on air. Yes, they are. They're not in syndication yet. Holy Moses. So they mentioned our town. Apparently some young woman was facing charges and being interrogated and said, well, my parents were from Tiverton, Rhode Island. So. I would just like to publicly thank the writer or writers who may have gotten a flat tire here one day or just threw a dart at a map and it landed on us, however they managed to do that. This is the biggest thing that's hit Tiverton since the great Charles Nelson Riley got his acting start in dinner theater here in town 60 years ago. Congratulations, Tiverton. You are so, finally on the map. Citizens of Tiverton, be proud this week. <laughs> you got to mention. You know, I mean, we're not like Los Angeles and Chicago. This is just so incredibly random. But 
like I said, somebody either got a flat tire here or they just were playing pin the tail on the on the town and and we came up. So, you know, if I if if I feel a little smug and aloof tonight, I'm just my heart is full. My ego is just running rampant tonight. Yeah. Thank you, Blue Bloods. A show, by the way, I have to admit, I've never seen. And, uh, and it, well, it, my dad loves watching Blue Blood. So when you get up to his age, you'll probably watch it. But keep in mind, too, by October, all your property taxes should go up considerably now. Yeah. Well, you know, it does have a Tom Brady tie to it because his baby mama is a star of the show, one of the stars of the show. <sighs> Six, six degrees of separation from Tom Brady. Mm, right? That's what we're playing here in Rhode Island, ladies and gentlemen. He's omnipresent. I understand we have a uh, announcement to make for our uh, for our viewing audience. Is that correct? We do. We've got a big one tonight because we are going to talk a little bit about a new show that's going to premiere on Dead Air Full Spectrum sometime in the next couple of weeks and uh we'd like to give you a little taste of this right now before we bring on its star so here's what's happening are witches real could you live next door to one do they have supernatural powers can anyone be a witch my name is melissa st hilaire and i'm a professional witch join me as i introduce you to my fellow practitioners when we ask them to reveal their secrets of the craft. There is not one living flower in her garden. I want you to know that. I watched that video. Not one flower. Terrifying. Witches are terrifying. They're they're worse than than Dracula. I could smell lavender. Mm -hmm. Tired teaser, but I, I she's coming on right now, so I don't want to have her uh, be angry with me. So no, why don't we go ahead? She can't. She can't hear you. That's right. Um, go ahead, Ken, and uh, why don't you go ahead and introduce who this lovely lady is? All right, she is known professionally as the American Witch. We know her as our friend Melissa Saint Hilaire, who's going to be the host of Secrets of the Craft here. And let's bring her on to tell us a little bit more about it. Nope. You click. I'll click. Okay. You click. I'll click. <laughs> you click. I'll click. Hello. <laughs> hey, Melissa. Hey, thank you for having me back. I'm so excited. <laughs> now, there's no flowers in that garden. Is that because it's all herbs for potions? Yes. I picked every single one. No, no. It's <laughs> it's just winter Called here it. in L.A. <laughs> Oh, uh, all those flowers, uh, all those flowers were from my garden. Everything that you see that's in that uh, little promo is from my garden. So okay, it's already in the chat. Interested already. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. I love it. You sold them. You sold them. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Ken, Ken, hang on, Melissa, if I can. One second. Ken. She's going to ask for a raise, Ken. She's going to ask for a raise already. We haven't even aired the first show. We got it. Did you put anything in the contract? Less said about that, the better. Very good. Let's bring her back there. Hey! hey, hey Melissa, how are you? Good, you for a second. good to have you back. So where's my briefcase of money? Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> the mute button doesn't work. Congratulations. 
Uh, why don't you tell uh, our audience about its uh, creation, this uh, series? This is not live like what we do on Sunday nights. This is all recorded travel and interviews, but uh, give everybody kind of an idea of how this came about, the idea, the concept, and uh, a little bit of where you're going to take everyone in this journey. Sure. Well, you know, um, a lot of my friends are witches and I work over at the Green Man. I'm surrounded by witches all of the time and everyone is super unique and has their own take on the craft. And I find that fascinating. You know, it's not, you know, not everyone is just Wiccan or, you know, the standard styles. You know, there's hoodoo, there's Santeria, there's, um, I always pronounce the Italian one wrong. It's not Stregeria or something like that. (laughs) (laughs) But, you know, everyone has their own take on it. And the other thing, too, is, you know, there's a there's a lot of stigmatization around witches. You know, there's people who think they're evil, think that we eat babies, think that we're out, you know, worshiping Satan or whatever, which is a Christian concept. It's not a QAnon thing. Yeah, the yeah, yeah, there's a whole QAnon thing. I mean, there's so much negative stuff at, thrown at witches all of the time. And what I wanted to do was just do a little series where I introduce my friends, you know, each episode and just show how like we're just normal people. You know, we're your neighbors. We're in line behind you at the grocery store. You know, we're just regular people doing regular things and we're not to be feared. We're not evil. We're not hurting anyone. At least most of us. I can't speak for all of them. Picking each other's flowers in the yard. Exactly. You know, growing herbs and spices and things like that. So, you know, (laughs) So I guess the question will be, I know that you have some episodes wrapped up. You're still in the editing stages of this right now. And uh, the promo you've done is fantastic. And it was great to see. And uh, do we have any kind of an idea on our time frame? right now um i'm aiming for the start of april so i i've everything is shot there's there were originally supposed to be six interviews and then i lost one of the one of the people that i was going to interview couldn't do it at the last minute but i pivoted and uh that episode is going to now be a bonus episode which we're going to see some teaser footage uh later today about that one so it's it's going to be yeah i'm blending sort of the witchcraft with my ghost hunting because to me it all goes hand in hand anyway because my witchcraft is all about spirits so why not integrate it um but yeah so i still have to edit all six episodes and i shot a lot of footage and i am a one woman show um but i that trailer that you all just saw i literally taught myself adobe premiere like the, that day before <laughs> and then i created this <laughs> so you know it's it's going to be fun it's going to be an adventure and i'm going to work like heck to get that like ready for you guys and out as soon as possible right wow. uh, i mean we're looking forward to it because yes. we've i mean always said that we're pretty eclectic here and we want to put forth you know um a lot of diversity within the paranormal community and and education. we talked about this this just seemed to be phenomenal um something that people will want to see and what's important is as you said they get to see these people and meet these people and you know the whose emporiums they walk by but you'll give us an inside look at that 
Exactly. Yeah, I'm going to take you inside the Green Man store and uh, a couple other secret places that I'm not ready to reveal yet. You know, there's a there's a haunted location, uh, actually a couple of haunted locations, to be honest, and some uh, very interesting witches. You know, we're going to be shown how some of them practice tarot, how some of them do energy healing. I have a kitchen witch who's going to show us magical cookies, and I have the whole recipe to share with everybody, too. Magical cookies. <laughs> <laughs> Not to be confused with, you know, magic. Yeah, brownies. okay, George. I'm like, I'm, I'm getting an idea for season two where these people go into haunted locations in and around Los Angeles. I, you know, I'm yeah. seeing, I'm seeing like perhaps even maybe a couple of live episodes live streamed in on that. I love that idea. Goodness gracious! <laughs> you know, Lord knows you have enough of a crew around you, and uh, we want to. Go ahead and introduce our audience to some of them because there was a location and investigation that you're recently a part of. Now, normally I ask Ken to do the introductions, but uh, why don't you give everybody a little background of the location and then who is here with us tonight to talk about this great, great area? Yeah, so um, before I shot any of my interviews, I decided I had a, a a group of us were going to go to the Glen Tavern Inn in Santa Paula, and we decided to shoot stuff. Wow. You know, I was kind of doing it as an experiment just to, you know, see what my how my camera, my brand new camera works and things like that, and just get used to being on camera. But then, uh, you know, and we all thought it was going to be just this like totally normal regular you know investigation we've been on a few of them before together like at the right. LAPD museum but then something really magical happened about halfway through our investigation and i noticed that this blend of paranormal investigators and psychic mediums created this unique dynamic where we didn't just wow. observe and record spirit phenomena, but we also ended up helping some distressed spirits. And to me, I saw this as a way as like a, a opening a door to a whole new approach to ghost hunting with a higher purpose where we serve spirits and help them. Spirit rescue. Exactly. Exactly. So who do we have with us here tonight joining you? So tonight we have some of our team members. We have a, we had a bigger crew, but not all of them could join today. But we have Mikey Thompson joining us. And we have, hey, yes, Mikey Thompson is our like, you know, audio extraordinaire. <laughs> <laughs> Among other things, he's also highly intuitive. Actually, everybody that was there is super intuitive. Um, we also have Cheryl Plum. Hello. And she's, an hey, and Hello. she's another a phenomenal paranormal investigator and also highly intuitive. And then last but not least, we have Natasha. And Natasha is actually one of the people who helped bring us all together. It was Natasha and Tim. Tim couldn't be with us here tonight, but they went to the Glen Tavern once beforehand and they did a whole investigation that I couldn't go to. And I was like, next time you guys go, please bring me. So they invited me the next time. And then I just, you know, we just amassed this team together and we ended up getting like phenomenal footage, phenomenal EVPs. It was just, it was a blast. Wow. Uh, yeah, I, we're going to uh, be seeing a lot of that tonight, just yes. to let you know. <laughs> in the show description, we have quite a few clips we're going to get to tonight. And in going over them and preparing them for the show, 
and I told everybody this, quite impressed with um, what they came away with at this location. So we'll get into that in a little bit. Uh, who would like to introduce some of the story and history behind this location? I'm going to throw that to Natasha. Do you want to talk to us about the location? Sure. So first of all, I'll apologize for my cough. Um, <laughs> I'm getting over the flu. So, you know, as, as are many people at this time, um, I've always wanted to go to the Glen Tavern. I'm sure many of you have seen the, the um, investigations that are, in the popular shows on Travel Channel. And it was calling me. Um, so I, I am a medium and it was just calling to me and drawing me to it. So I talked to, to Tim, who's also a medium and the two of us decided to to go and we booked a couple of the most haunted rooms and during that um we just we just had such an amazing experience um i was telling them before the show that i got called a banshee by this um this this spirit that Melissa's going to talk a lot about later. Um, but I, I had to make a deal with him. And um, we were able on that occasion to also pass on a spirit that was just waiting um, to, to, to move on. So it's a very interesting place and you're going to enjoy these clips we have. Um, there's a lot of history there. It's been, um, it's been around for, for quite a long time and it was around for the, the dam uh, flooding, the San Francisco dam when it burst. And my personal belief, I think a lot of those spirits are there. Cheryl, something Cheryl to add for you? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Ken, you and I are like this, man, I swear. <laughs> Go ahead. Cheryl. Yeah, so um, it was built right about 1911. Uh, so, I mean, we're, we're talking about over 100 years that this place has been able to stay afloat, uh, no pun intended, uh, because in, uh, what was it? Yeah, 1928, uh, the St. Francis Dam, it collapsed. And I mean, this is the second worst disaster in California history after the 1906 earthquake. Mm -hmm. So I mean, it caused a lot of damage all the way from uh, where it is around Santa Clarita to the Pacific Ocean. It took about five and a half hours for the water to get from where the dam was to the Pacific Ocean. So they had about 411 people die. I don't know if that's exact, because I don't know who might not have been accounted for. But I mean, that's a ton of death. That's a ton of destruction. And I mean, even for the people that made it through that kind of a disaster, I mean, 
no early warning on that back then. No, absolutely not. You just see a tsunami coming at you. Absolutely not. So, I mean, it was used as an inn. It was used as a gambling hall, a speakeasy during Prohibition, and a brothel. So there's a lot of different walks of life that go into this hotel. So I think that's what what brings so much different spirit and, uh, you know, makes it so much fun to go there. There's just so much. Mm-hmm. And we were taking a look at some shots of the place and um, definitely a different day or, or a different place <laughs> in the daytime, as most usually are. And then at night. Amazing. And um you know, inside, absolutely beautiful. We took a look at the piano. We, uh, do you guys uh, have anybody who dusts around there? Uh, looks like we've got a little scribbling on the windows there. I don't know if that's meaningful at all. But... <laughs> and then I know that you guys are going to talk about the infamous room 307 a little bit later on. But to give everybody kind of a you know, a little bit of the flavor of this place. And we've seen it on shows like Dead Files. We've seen it on Ghost Adventures. And you had an opportunity to go in there and um, do your own thing. So tonight we're going to play these clips and let you set them up for our audience tonight. And tell us a little bit about your process. What we, What I have tried to do is put them in some form of chronological order in terms of you first getting there and you can walk us through the process. Um, Well, basically, you know, I didn't want to know anything about this location before arriving to it, you know, as, as part of being a psychic medium, I don't like to have any outside influence or impressions of a location like this. I like to go in completely blind and just experience it and see what I pick up, see what I vibe on. You know, I, I learned that technique with the LAPD museum with the dark zone, um, uh, investigation and I found that it worked really really well for me because it, it just I got some you know real immediate validation there where I would hear you know I would say I'm, I'm feeling this and they'd be like okay we're checking in and this thing happened um, so I set this up with everyone at uh, for the Glen Tavern in the same the same process they all had information and background about the location and I knew nothing going in so I'm not sure which clips you're going to show first but I, there's a couple walkthroughs that show me yeah, um, we'll start with the second floor. Okay, yeah, I'm just walking through and I'm just sharing what I'm getting. And the whole time, Cheryl is like snickering behind me because she knew what happened and she knew what was dead on and stuff. <laughs> yeah, well, that was one of the things real quick that, you know, I want to get into when I'm kind of speaking for George here, because when groups bring mediums in, there's always a process. Obviously, I mean, you follow a protocol that I think we both... Um, definitely agree with in as much as your medium will go in first and you will take everything that she says uh, corroborated if it's documentation and if not then you write it down and maybe return to it later on you know it's a good solid approach if everybody's going to work together exactly exactly all right so what clip are we going with first I don't know no we're going to go with (laughs) We will go with the second floor walkthrough. And uh, Melissa, how long were you here before you uh, you guys began? I literally hopped out of the car, walked inside, and it was like, Cheryl, let's start filming. 
Okay. <laughs> Sounds good. And, um, you know, and we always know that Mikey's there, Cheryl's there with a the camera at all times. And uh, our good friend Jay Blunkey was with you uh, as well. Jay! So here is second floor walkthrough. Melissa has just jumped out of the car. My guides are talking to me right now. That's why I'm stopping and closing my eyes. Um, they're just sort of checking in with me to make sure that I'm okay. And uh, they're telling me that there are several entities on this property. Um, so we got a mix of male and female and then something that doesn't feel human, which is interesting to me. Um, it feels very low, low vibrational. Um, I wouldn't be surprised if people have heard growling here. Um, or scratching, clawing, um, rattling, things like that. Um, I'm also hearing or being told that, that there's a sound of screams sometimes. Fe I think female screams. Um, fear, and that has fear and struggle and fight all wrapped on it. So that's, that's also strange. Interesting. Yeah. I can't hear it though. That's just my guides like telling you. Yeah. <laughs> so when you're getting that on the second floor in this specific this, this specific area, it was like and it was something to do with going out this exit. Um so I've got goosebumps. <laughs> I can't wait to tell you. Okay, right here I'm getting a young girl. Um Age-wise, somewhere between 5 and 10. Um, there's an old-fashioned feeling to her. Um, I'm seeing flowers or, a fl or possibly a flower print or pattern. Uh, a dress, I think. Um, and she's playing. Um, with that, I wouldn't be surprised if people heard like knocks or raps on doors or like balls bouncing or footsteps. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. ChumbaCasino.com has over 100 casino style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No okay, Melissa, coffee in hand. Yeah. I, I told my, you, like I said, we just got there. <laughs> immediately, my thing is that, and you'll see this in a second, but I don't want to give too much away, but. It seems to be a place where some type of conflict is going on. So, Mikey, I don't know how much you knew about the place before you got there, if you did your due diligence, or when you're going into a place like this where there is apparently some conflict, whether that's interdimensional or with living people, 
what's going through your head there and how does it inform what you want to set up and where? Well, for me, for this particular investigation, I was super excited to have Melissa and Natasha and Tim there they're, because they, they feel things in their mediums. They see things that we don't see. Yeah. So I'm used to going in these places with my equipment and trying to find stuff with the equipment. But to have this team with a second whole new window of things to, to look forward to. When I went into Glen Tavern this time, I've been there multiple times before and we've gotten EVPs, we've gotten... Uh, you know, changes in the atmosphere that we've detected with equipment. But I wanted to, uh, nobody said anything to Melissa, like like we, we've all talked about, we wanted her to get a, a feel of the the uh, the location. But more importantly, I didn't really want to bring up anything that I had experienced there before because I didn't want to force anything. Like if it came through, great. If it didn't, great. I wanted to see what Melissa, Natasha, Tim were picking up on and it may be completely different from something that I had gotten there before, experienced it before, but run with it. Because we've had the opportunity to work with each other before, like the LAPD Museum. Right. And we've, and we've done these little things before. Um, when we were there with Rick and, and Melissa for the, the events there. And so we've had little tastes of this collaboration in the past. But this really felt like an opportunity for me to um, expand on and use their gifts and combine them. So I, you know, we set up the the usual equipment. Uh, Cheryl, our audio goddess, had every recorder ready to go, and we had all of our equipment out. Um, we did a couple of different things. I'll talk about later too um, that we haven't tried before, but uh, mostly we wanted to pick up on what um, Natasha, Melissa, Tim were picking up on and run with it um, from there. Right. And uh, I want to jump in real quick here, Cheryl. Um... On oh, and Natasha, you know, when Natasha, Melissa, Tim comes in and they give you beyond documentation, they give you emotional content. It's like now we know what these people are thinking. I can tell you when you were born, when you died, when you were there. But when you get sort of like a peek behind the curtains, um, that's a whole different ball game. You know, that's that's some real inside baseball there. That's why this group is so special because like I was saying in the video, I can't wait to tell you because I know that on that second floor, there was a, there was a fire that broke out in uh, April of 2006. Now, luckily it was at like 1 PM. It wasn't in the evening when people were sleeping, but people were running out both of those exits. So when she was like, Oh, I, you know, I feel something going on around this door. And I'm like, Oh, I can't wait to say something because literally they had to evacuate like 30 out of the 35 rooms Chaos. to, you know, because of this fire. And it was a big fire caused a ton of damage. I don't know if it was in the upwards of 800,000 to a million dollars or plus, but yeah. So that part of it. And then they also had tons of claims of hearing children in the hallways and she's talking about, oh, they might hear raps on the door. Well, that's exactly what's happened uh, on that second floor. Even a nurse had, you know, stayed there for a little while. And she called the owner in the middle of the night and was like, uh, I just had the blankets pulled off of me. And both the closet and the bathroom door were open. So she nailed it on both ends of that hall. So hard to keep my mouth shut. <laughs> <laughs> and there you go, George. On this show, we hear people say, how come there's no energies picked up from anywhere other than 100 years ago? Eh, it's not true. 
right? No. And, and again, it's, it's one of the things that we've theorized time and again within this field is that, uh, and I'm guessing, Cheryl, no one perished in that fire. Exactly. However, there is still that energy and that kind of high adrenaline, uh, you know, I've got to get out of here, panic. It, it might be impressed upon the wood. The, 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 the whole property itself is going to be a bit of a museum of all activity, not necessarily just those who passed. I, I like to think of it as as an aura, you know, because, you know, we talk about people having an aura, you know, someone will say, oh, I can see your aura, you know, or whatever. But in my opinion, everything has an aura because an aura is just an energy field. And within the energy field, there are imprints of, of events, you know, especially traumatic events that will imprint themselves. So, you know, when I go to a place like that, I'm, I'm feeling the energy of the location. So it's not just spirits. It's sort of like an echo of, of right. what transpired there. Right, right. Um, I do have a question for Natasha with regards to the just the pictures that Ken showed at the beginning. Uh, just that property screamed, even though from an architectural standpoint, not even close, the Overlook Hotel. I'm not saying the Stanley, but the Overlook Hotel out in the woods, nothing else around. What is geographically around this tavern? Oh, everything. It's in the middle of a town. Oh, okay. So it's, you know, one of the things that I was wondering is whether or not because of the way that it looked, was there an aspect of elementals? And I guess I could ask you that. I could also ask that of Melissa if she sensed anything like that. There's something dark and, you know, I, I would talk about it the way I, I view it. I would talk about it more as the land. Yeah, because I would imagine, stick. Natasha, that the town was built up around it if it's been right. Right. Well, are we talking, when we talk land, are we talking without talking Native American influence? Likely. Likely. I mean, okay. we took everything away from them. Yeah. You know, no, so. No question. I mean, for that matter, that's why there's uh, Native American uh, influences in so much of this country regards to the paranormal, because um, the injustices were flat out everywhere, everywhere. Um, so I'm sorry, Ken, I didn't mean to take away. <laughs> Because I know we got more clips that we need to get to, but I was just curious about that. Thank you, Natasha, for answering that question. Yeah. I want to welcome. Well, uh, we want to welcome John Bill Clinton Smith from Manchester, England. United fan here, John. <laughs> Good night, Mike. Big United, big United fan here. Hey. Um, Wrexham, Wrexham, but that's of course Wrexham. The Glen yeah. Tavern is right next to the railroad tracks. Okay. And that's Tim. That's our Tim. Yeah. <laughs> He's the one that started this whole thing. He did. It was it was all him. <laughs> Blame it on Tim. A lot of energy from railroad tracks. I have a big story on that we can't get to tonight. Maybe another time. All right. Let's move on to your third floor walkthrough. And then um, we will get on to some of these evidence clips that uh, you sent us. But here's Melissa. Yes. On the third floor. I'm getting two male figures. Um, I'm getting that they're arguing. Um, there's anger. 
there's pushing. If people have been said that they've been pushed up here, I'd not be surprised because I'm getting that sensation. There's also like a like a hesitancy feeling. I don't know how to describe it. It's like it's like it's making my heart pound. Um, it's making me want to take deep breaths. There's a heaviness on my chest. There's a pressure on my on my head. Um, it feels very connected to, to here. <laughs> um, I'm being told, don't go in there. Okay, so there's something dark, there's something heavy right between these two doors here. This feels like a threshold. I feel like when I, when I cross, when I step from here to here, I feel like I'm crossing a threshold and things get strange over here at this end. Um, I feel like I'm being watched. I feel like I'm being cautiously watched. Um, I'm getting almost like a threatening vibe, um, anger. Um, I really wouldn't be surprised if people heard the words get out over here. I'm being told I want to talk to you. We're going to. Yeah. Messages. Something about needing help. Uh, doesn't want to say or do something. There's a, there's a, it's weird. There's like, a, there's two different feelings. There's a feeling of wanting to, to talk, but then there's a, a feeling of reluctance. Um, there's a claustrophobic feeling. I don't know how else to describe it. Almost as if the entity is trapped. I, I want to ask this question to the American witch. Now, we've had enough psychics as friends, uh, co-investigators, and guests on the show who talk about the ability Turn it on, turn it off. It's a switch when you're doing what you're doing. I know for me, as I've tried to hone that sixth sensibility, it's I get into an area and I'm like, this feels like it's haunted. And so let me put out my feelers. How do you go about that practice? Because uh, obviously also when you travel, you stay at different hotels, resorts, whatever it may be. Does that force you to click on sometimes in that 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 sixth sense starts to kick in uh do you shut it down because you're on vacation how do you manipulate that characteristic of of your mind well it actually took me years upon years to learn how to shut it down and and it took a lot of training because for me it's just always on <laughs> you know i had a, i had a tricky uh, time growing up and trying to exist in the world because I was constantly bombarded with everybody's energy all the time. And, um, and so it, it took, I had to sort of learn to, I kind of think of it like a bubble as if there's like a bubble around me and I kind of pull in all of my feelers and just like wrap them around me. But, um, 
So for me, it's like it's always on and I have to just like dampen it. Um, But when I'm out Mm. in the world in places, it can take me by surprise sometimes where I think, oh, I'm fine. I'm okay. And I went to Pompeii and I was bombarded by feelings, you know, and it it was it was way too much. And I should have done a little bit more to protect myself. Um, There's also a motel in um, Bar Harbor, Maine. (laughs) And Uh, yeah, and I mean, I went there with my mom. We're just, you know, just shopping. It's like not a big deal. I wasn't even thinking about ghosts or anything. So I didn't think to like turn down my feelers because lots of times I'll keep them on in the world just because it keeps me safe you know but um but we go to sleep at night in this motel and my mom she's out like a light and I'm trying to get to sleep and I'm, and all of a sudden I look down and I and I feel something crawling up <laughs> up my feet oh. and up my legs and I look and I see this like ghostly outline of a face with teeth like and I was like okay. yeah I was like okay great I won't be getting any sleep whatsoever the entire time we're here and you know and this happened well before I really knew how to turn it off so I was just kind of trapped with this dark spirit but (laughs) but yeah it's just it's it's kind of i don't know it's always on it can be draining though so it's good to learn to turn these things off you know so that you can just exist in the mundane world you know cheryl how was your accuracy on that third floor oh man i mean you're gonna see from the clips that we sent that i mean everything that she said came to fruition i mean we 308 was not a very happy place to go, and somebody definitely needed help in 307. How is this place, to your knowledge, Natasha, you set this up, or Mikey, anybody can answer because Mikey's been there before. How is this place, two-part question, number one, does ownership embrace the uh, haunted aspect of this. Oh, yeah. <laughs> okay, I'll take oh, that as a yes. Yeah. Hi, hey, we're going to welcome uh, Tim McNiff to uh, to the broadcast now, too. Hi, Tim. Thanks for joining us. Hi, Ken. No problem. Okay. And um, second question is, are there a lot of reports of these things somehow infringing upon guests? Yes. Anybody can answer this with a background. Have you talked to the staff? Yeah. 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 The, the previous time we were there, it seemed like even we would stop the hotel staff that was cleaning rooms and stuff. And actually the, the gal who's now the manager, we spoken with her previously about her experiences. And she's like, I don't even like the second floor, let alone the third floor. And so now she's the manager. And I mean, they've got a whole team now that just does paranormal stuff so i mean they really are embracing this but keeping people safe they let them know like hey stuff's going on here so that that's a good thing about it right and um you were on the third floor and that brings us to really quick the um infamous room 307 there are a couple of resident spirits at this place i think uh is clint do i have the name clinton right Calvin. Calvin. Yeah, Calvin is supposed to be. Close enough. And in room 307, um, let me bring Tim in here because he just got to it. Tim, what do you know? What can you tell us about this uh, room 307? Well, I can say that when we were there the last time, me and Natasha, uh, we tried to get room 307. 
but and I thought I had got it. So I would have had 307 and 308, but for some reason there was a mix up and a family uh, father and his two kids were actually got the room and stayed in it that night. And I talked to him in the morning when he was checking out and they were all freaked out. <laughs> Did they know <laughs> there was knocking coming from the, uh, the closet, there was scratching and weird noises coming from the room behind next to them. Mm-hmm. But there is no room. Okay. It's all did, storage on that side. Did they know this going in? Is this what they came for? Or did they no. like after the fact? <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, we had a, there was a similar thing that happened um, at the Conjuring House where somebody set their buddy up and told him it was an Airbnb. So they went in, spent the night there. A guy woke up in the middle of the night, saw the rocking chair going back and forth. And it was, check, please. I'm out of here. So it's like, everybody out there, don't do that to your buddies and your family. You know? Um, I want to get into a spirit box session now uh, with Jay and Melissa. And... Um, I think uh, I'm not sure if Mikey or Cheryl, which one of you was filming this, but if you want to tell us a little bit about where you are right now um, in this clip before we get to it. Right. So we were in room 308, which is the kind of the bigger room right off the staircase. Mm -hmm. And this is like the suite. And we had had some previous interaction in the bathroom that was incredible. Uh, We had Natasha outside in the little living area with her pendulum, Melissa with her uh, dowsing rods, and me with my yes-no box, which basically just answers yes-no questions. And we were asking yes-no questions and getting the same answers on every device. So, (laughs) I mean, we were taking all of the forces. You know, Natasha is amazing with her pendulum, and she's spot on uh, all the time. And then... Same thing with Melissa, but like I actually had like a tech item that we had to, got to throw in the mix. And so that kind of led us to um, asking some questions in uh, the bedroom area by the window in 308. Okay. Yeah, Mike. Ken, just real quick, you'd asked earlier about the setup for the, for the location. So obviously 306, 307 are hot spots as well as 308. But before we decided to dive into 307, we all talked about Let's do the honeymoon suite first, and let's we're gonna charge up the hallway between 306 and seven. So I had a friend uh, with me there from uh, Portal Ghost Society, and he's got this theory about frequencies. And you may have heard this; it's the Amos effect. So what we do is we we it's an app that you can play. You can loop frequencies from lowest to highest and in between. So you're just you're just blasting the hallway with these frequency loops, and then we also mm-hmm. had an EM pump in the hallway. So we're charging the hallway between 306 and seven because last time we were there, Cheryl stayed in 307, nothing really happened. So we thought, uh, but let's I was give it a little sick. charge. Well, that's true, you were sick, but let's give it a little charge. We'll start in 308, and so we had all this stuff happening in 308, like Cheryl was saying. We were in the bathroom, Natasha's in the living room, 
um, everyone's getting the same answers with uh, different equipment. So we're having a ball in there. Meanwhile, hallways charging up before we hit six and seven. So. Right. So you're hoping that by pumping these frequencies in an area that you're going to hit one where, you know, a, a ethereal being may be on that one and have a little easier time interacting. I mean, I guess that's the theory behind it. Yes, that's the hope. Okay, so let's go to this spirit box session right now. And um, you'll see what I mean. This is interesting. Um, were you the gentleman that told me uh, F you? Oh, yes. Okay. Now, just know you cannot do anything to this woman. Don't talk to me. I'm going to talk to you because safety is paramount here and we just want to talk to you. Can you tell you're me? Punk. I mean, that's your opinion. Um, so what is woman, your name? A woman screaming underwater. Unbelievable. Do you know the name of the woman you murdered? Quest. Yes, yes. Okay. Can you tell me? Officer. Did you get away with multiple crimes? Something like I don't want. I don't want to answer. I don't want to answer. I mean, there's no judge and jury here. We just want the truth. Yes, sweetheart. Okay, sweetheart. I'll take that. I'll take that. Okay, so all of these are a little bit different. What are you pumping in there? Is it white noise, or what are we? What, what is she listening to? And why? Are uh, we so at, yeah, why are yeah. I don't know what that noise is. <laughs> No idea. Let's all mute ourselves for a second. It wasn't me. Tim, I think it was you. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah, so, it was uh, Tim. Maybe he's got a fan on or something like that, and that fan is making that noise. Could be feedback. Did not know. Oh, I'm sorry. I thought we were still listening to the spirit box. <laughs> yeah, that's an SP. There's an SP seven, definitely an SP seven. Yeah, um, but not not so much a spirit box session as it was a um, an SDS. I think method. you found the problem. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So yeah. what we did, we like to switch it up a little bit when it comes to doing our spirit box sessions. So you know, previously we had used Melissa's SB seven. Uh, we have used an S box. And then this time, because we had such great responses in Scotland, we use the uh, Necrophonic app. Um, and this is from a phone that's not hooked up to any kind of a service. So there's really no, um, no way that it can connect to anything else. So, so we figured we would try it. And I think we got really good results because we, we found an angry male. We definitely found an angry male on that clip. Mm -hmm. Well, this is kind of what we were getting at before on the first walkthrough on the second floor is there seems to be conflict involved in this place. And I can tell you from my own experience, I'm sure you'll agree that inns, hotels have that type of thing going on because it's a very transient existence. People are in, people are out, uh, people get away from things, people bring their issues into these type of things and if you're going back to some of them as old as this then you have that kind of thing with gambling and brothels and maybe the mob involved in things and 
you know, all of those energies tend to linger, you know, past their time. So it's one of those places like, I don't know, theaters, what have you, but hotels seem to uh, hold that as well. Um, this was also a big filming area. So like Hollywood did a lot of stuff in the heyday. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Okay, so this is pretty close to, or this is like a location that would be close to studios, or does it just have that ambiance yes. to it? They, they used it as an outside kind of like filming locations. Right. Okay. Also, just to add a, a like a little witchy take on it, you know, we often talk in Witch World where a lot of energy happens at a crossroads. You know, there's crisis as a, at a crossroads. Energies can be trapped at a crossroads. And anything that is a liminal space can be considered a crossroads. So the lobby of a building or a hotel, because, you know, there are. They're no, it's not a home, you know, it's a place where people only stay infrequently. So it's that kind of energy as well. Right. Okay. Well, we'll get to the second one as we're, you know, approaching the break here. Um, so the second session, you're in the same location. So this is pretty much a continuation we're looking at. Okay. Now I'm off. Uh-oh. <laughs> Okay, and I'm back. Oh, everybody's off. All right, so let's get to this. Um, here is the um, continuation of that session. Stuck. Elm. Where should we go next? I just got a woman, like, screaming, I need help. Where, where are you? Here. Where is here? Up. So, so. Mm -mm. Are, were, you, were you a prostitute, lady of the night? No. No? Did you work here? Go away. A male voice saying, go away. Are we asking too many questions for you? Ask them nothing. Hmm. I'm sorry. And so then I'll the voices that are being, like... They're being muted. They're trying to talk, but they keep getting shut up. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire. Huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Okay, so I want to go wow. from the perspective. See, I was going to, like, bring George back in. He's here. I wanted to go to Mikey because, um, well, what were you going to say? What were you going gonna... to? I was just going to talk about the importance of that clip going forward with the rest mm -hmm. of this because what melissa was hearing in in the app and in the spare box you we will you'll see 
it, the whole story comes together, but, but remember certain things from that clip moving forward because you were just dead on all the way. And then this ties into what Melissa was feeling before we even started doing this. Right. Um, there were things that, you know, from the other clip, there was a, a heavy evil male presence in that honeymoon suite. M Melissa said in the previous Spirit Box session that she felt like she heard a woman trying to talk underwater, but there was a point during the investigation in the honeymoon suite where Melissa felt like there was something that had happened in the bathroom in the bathtub. And so we were trying to, you know, we're working with, there's a lot of stuff happening behind the scenes with all of us. Meanwhile, Natasha's got her um, pendulum, you know, Tim's hearing things, like all this is happening at once, but it's all, we're, we're all, it, it's, it's laying a story out for us and we just grabbed onto it and followed it. You'll see moving forward. We, uh, we are going to move forward right after the break here, guys. And uh, Tim, when you were in the dark, that clicking sound was not there. And it is, if I'm not mistaken, still there. It's, uh, da -da 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 I don't know if you can hear that where you're at, but it's something in there that's causing that effect. So see if we can correct it while we go to break. Uh, you guys uh, stay with us. You're watching Dinner Live on the Dinner Full Spectrum channel. Second hour coming up right after this. Hey, members. The new KGRA DB app is now available on iOS and Android devices. Gain on-demand access to any KGRA DB programming. Download any show directly to your mobile device to listen or watch on the go. Go to the App Store and search KGRA DB. Did you know 75% of Americans are chronically dehydrated? If you struggle with focus, run low on energy, or when it's time to finally sleep, you simply can't. This can all be linked to dehydration, and Fuel Up has the answer. Our proprietary formula contains the finest cellular hydration with the strongest immune-enhancing natural ingredients. The Fuel Up system is made up of three different incredibly tasting varieties. Wake, kickstart your day with a jolt of caffeine. Play, boosts focus while hydrating your cells. Rest, not only helps you relax, but also rejuvenates your cells while you sleep. Here's what our clients have to say. I really don't miss my coffee. And you can tell the difference. So I'm going to take it for the energy. I'm going to take it for the play. I'm going to take it, you know, all day. And it works. That's the thing. It works. We love it. Take the Fuel Up Challenge now, where we offer a Feel the Difference money-back guarantee. Fuel Up for Life. Get ready for the most out-of-this-world weekend Roswell has ever seen. UFO Expo 2023, March 10th through the 12th at the Roswell Convention Center. Three days packed with 40 different events, including 10 different film screens, producers, celebrity personalities, and renowned speakers, and all just a few blocks from the UFO Museum and Research Center. The three-day pass includes VIP parties, mixer tents, speakers, live music, film festival, cosplay events, and more. Get tickets and more info at ufoxpo.com. UFO Expo 2023, March 10th through the 12th at the Roswell Convention Center. You're listening to the KGRA Digital Broadcasting Network. We provide unparalleled coverage of trending news in the world of ufology, cryptozoology, and paranormal phenomenon. 
whether you're watching our video live stream or listening to one of our audio programs. You are getting the best from world-renowned researchers and hosts, guiding you through topics the mainstream won't touch. Miss one of your favorite programs? No problem. Head over to the members area at KGRADB.com for access to our massive library of award-winning content. Make contact, stay connected, only at KGRADB.com. Hey guys, welcome back to the second hour of our show with our very special guests tonight, Mikey, Cheryl, Melissa, Tim, and Natasha, the Russian spy. We're so happy to have her in there. Hopefully she's feeling better too. Let's check on uh, Tim's sound. Nope, still there. Still there? Yeah. What what does it sound like? Click, 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 click. Yeah, it's like a very metronome. The second hand and a loud clock. Someone in chat mentioned it may be in your mic. Oh, yeah, it could be. That's true. It could be a a connection with your mic. Give that a try, too. And uh, I will try. It It could also be some kind of weird feedback, too. Yeah. Uh, Ken, time for uh, product placement with the uh, fuel up. I know you've got that right there in front of you. Uh, make sure you guys uh, use the promo code for dead air and you have an opportunity. Uh, I mean, it's, it's for morning, it's for rest, it's for everything that you possibly need. So make sure you uh, do check it out. Um, also for those who are listening, because I really paid attention on the commercial break that uh, again, the uh, advertisement for the listeners, you can always come to the YouTube page, also Dead Air Full Spectrum, to be able to watch us live. Uh, I wouldn't recommend that if you're listening in your vehicle and you're driving, but uh, otherwise, we'd love to have you over here. Um, but back to the uh, Glenn Tavern investigation and some compelling stuff. I got to ask Melissa real quick, and, and maybe it's not your answer. Maybe it was a choice by someone else in the room uh, to sit in that particular spot during that Estes method, were you more comfortable there because your back was up against the wall? Did you feel more energy there? Why not sit on the bed? Why was that your choice of location? Um, I don't know if Cheryl, if you can help me, I don't know if you remember, but I feel like, I feel like when I walked into that room, I had felt something in that corner. Um, I believe Natasha also, if you want to jump in too, didn't we feel like there was a, a man in that corner or something like yes. that? Yes. So the first time I was there, I could, I felt someone in that chair and I communicated with him. And then um, what was interesting is when Melissa went into the bathroom, um, she saw exactly what I had seen the first time. So and Natasha was, didn't tell me what about it. <laughs> I didn't tell her, which was hard for me. But <laughs> I can imagine, you know, again, it's it's you you want to be able to 
get the reaction of, you know, here's the story and here's what's going on because it's, there's a wow factor. There's a scare factor involved with it, but you also have to honor the process for that individual, especially a psychic medium, a sensitive that's going in there, even an empath to see what they're picking up on. Also, it was a great dynamic, definitely interesting. And uh, I know as Ken was saying, there's more to present in the second hour. So I'll leave it back to him. Yeah, some of the clips we're going to play are a little shorter in nature, so that's why there's no need to rush through them. But I had a question for everybody if you want to weigh in on this. As an observer, um, it seems as though there's a dominant spirit there who may be controlling, holding someone back, or holding more than one individual back. Uh, So before we get into the next clip, Ken... You guys comment on that, uh, Natasha, Melissa, Tim, uh, Tim, <laughs> Mikey, Cheryl. Um, did you get that same impression that I got as just an observer? A hundred percent. I would say we all felt it, you know. And I know that I know Mikey and Cheryl don't like to say that they're mediums, but they're definitely highly intuitive and they pick up on stuff as well. And all of us, independently of each other, felt this dominant uh, spirit that in it. And you know, it's it's not often that you go into a haunted space and feel evil. You know what I mean? Because haunted, you know, they're not synonymous. Haunted can be good. They can be kind, benevolent spirits, you know. But in this particular case, this spirit felt actually evil. You know, there was there was something very cruel about him, something domineering. Um, very, you know, he he did feel like he wanted to control all of the other spirits, even the spirits that he may have not harmed himself. He wanted to control them. Um, there seemed to be a child spirit that was the only one that seemed to be able to to exist without his influence, which was interesting. Um, but, you know, I, if anyone else, Mikey, did you want to comment on that dominant spirit? Yeah, from uh, the previous experiences there before, I felt like maybe it was a kind of a Calvin type of a, you know, like a, a rugged kind of a guy. But this time like Melissa said, it felt more of a dominating. And and what sparked that for me was when we were in the bathroom, in the honeymoon suite, we were trying to communicate with a female in the bathroom. And we kept, it kept just, we weren't getting any responses. And so to set the scene, the consensus was there's this dominating force here. It's almost like someone's trying to speak up and it's pushing them away. Whatever's in this room is is keeping everyone back and everyone's afraid of it. So they can't come through, and it was just like a struggle in there. That's that honeymoon suite to me felt like a struggle for anything that was in there because of this dominating presence. Okay, Natasha, is this because it's just a character flaw in this particular entity, or do you feel that there's something to hide? Um, he's not. He doesn't want us to know about his serial killings. He doesn't want us to know. And Natasha, you were going to mention when behind the scenes we were chatting, you were going to mention the mirrors because I feel like the mirrors also play a role. That room, I don't know if you could see in any of the footage, but that room is just wall to wall mirrors. So Natasha, did you want to talk about mirrors and portals and things? Right. Um, So from a witch perspective, mirrors are portals. And what I notice is every time I go to the Glen Tavern, there are more mirrors. Oh. And this suite has a whole wall 
of mirror. So it could amplify the energy that's already in there. So as a dominant, he's a dominating, domineering, authoritative, controlling spirit, but then he's using the mirrors in the space to get even more power. I, I've heard this tale, as you all have, more times than I can remember, uh, whether it was my own residential cases or hearing stories from other investigators or some of the shows even, where the, look at the movie Poltergeist, same kind of thing. You know, there's just this one that's controlling many. And I visualize because I'm socially programmed that it is something that is malevolent. But what if it's just a psychological influence? And I'd love any or all of you to respond to this. When we talk about, and I go back to a time again, and I know Ken, Ken mentioned it early on about most of the spirits being of a strong Christian faith turn of the century, that the possibility that whatever's influencing them is preying upon their faith. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. If you only have a 401k, you're not getting the most for retirement. Wait, what? Add a Robinhood IRA on top, then they'll boost it by 3%. You can do that? And if you transfer in any retirement account, you get 3% on top of that. Is there a limit to the match? No limit. Robinhood Gold gets you the biggest contribution match of any IRA on the market. Sign up for Robinhood Gold at Robinhood.com slash boost by April 30th. Subscription fees apply. Investing involves risk. 3% match requires gold for one year from first match. Must keep IRA for five years. Match on transfers subject to additional terms and conditions. Robinhood Financial LLC, member SIPC to not allow them to interact. It may not be with the correct intent. It may be with malintent. It may be a malicious being, but that it is overriding everyone else's decision. And terror can come in many different forms. So it may not be, it's a demon, so I'm not going to respond. But this here could create damnation for me in my afterlife so i'm not going to respond because the fear of god is being instilled in me by this other individual is that a possibility too uh, and i guess melissa from your perspective going in there uh entity spirit manipulative what do you think it is you know i mean it's it's really hard to say in this particular case it felt like this spirit felt like it was a human you know it, okay. it, it to me, it felt like it had been a human and it was not a very nice human. Um, it felt like uh, and an kind of old fashioned. I want to say, you know, may, at least 100 years ago, um, uh, thereabouts. Um, and, and it felt like, you know, he felt like he was a person who harmed other people in his time, you know, to the point of probably murdering people. Um just felt like a, you know, because that's the thing about spirits, you know, it's I'm honestly more afraid of the living than I am of, of any spirit, you know what I mean? And, um, you know, I do feel like, you know, even if there are evil spirits, whether they were humans or some or demons or whatever, you know, whatever entity it there's they can't do they can't really do that much. You know what I mean? They can't really 
in my opinion, in my experience, harm us that much. What do you? Th- I see your face, George. What do you got to say? <laughs> well, <laughs> uh, you take. We always talk. You know, bad in life, bad in the afterlife. And you take a Jim Jones or a David Koresh or a uh, Marilyn Marilyn a Charles Manson. You know, and you have that type of power of influence. And not not saying all of their followers were simpletons. But they just happen to be sheep in nature. So could not a person who was that way now in the afterlife still know how to manipulate the minds of the people on the other side? Oh, absolutely. Yeah. I mean, that, and that's where you get like the idea of the trickster spirit, you know, so you might have a spirit that comes in and is like pretending to be your, your grandmother and is actually, you know, something that wants to manipulate you, um, get you to do bad things, you know, so, you know, that absolutely could, ha- you know, that could happen. They could, they could, you know, whisper to you to hurt yourself, hurt others. And, you know, if you were if you didn't have the presence of mind to, um, block that out and shut it down as soon as you started to experience it you you i mean something could happen well this uh, is where an extraction would happen meaning because there's not maybe enough enlightenment there for the more submissive spirits to understand oh. or maybe yes. or maybe they were there during his time and they are well aware yeah, of what he was capable of doing, so and still under his of, spell, yeah, yeah, yes. trapped in that sort of loop. Yeah, Mikey. Um, before you go to Mikey, uh, Cheryl, if you're dialoguing with Tim, uh, he unplugged his camera, <laughs> and that sound was still going on. Ask him if he could just simply reboot. I'm going to kick his because right now this is all we got. <laughs> so okay. oh, I'm gotcha. going to take him off and see if he can't reboot the system and then come back on. You got it. Thanks. I'm sorry. Go ahead, Mikey. I was just real quick. I was going to share that. I found it interesting when Natasha said, mentioned that, that the, the spirit had a serial killer type of vibe because yeah. in the history that I had done, I didn't find any serial killer type things that had happened there. But what I did realize or what I thought about, was how Tim had mentioned earlier about the railroad. There is there, There's a train station just north of the hotel, and the hotel was built for the oil workers and agricultural workers that were coming in on the train initially. So it would make sense to me that if there was a serial killer in Boston and they hopped on a train, they could end up in California running from whatever it was they were trying to run from it because we're talking about a hotel. So it's not like a church that's haunted or a cemetery that's haunted or just a house that's haunted. We're talking about a building where people are coming and going all the time. Right. So it could very well be that, that this evil person ended up in Santa Paula and that's where they, they remained forever. Right. Uh, we got more evidence, Ken, correct? We do. And I think we are going to go right now. I'm not sure if this is the closet bathroom you were talking about, but we're going to hear from Elizabeth right now. Does anybody kind of want to set this up for us? Cheryl? Well, this one, we were we were actually already in room 307. And we kind of decided that we wanted to kumbaya inside the closet where all the action is supposed to happen. And um, we were just kind of trying to do basic questions because Melissa didn't know anything about the location. Okay. So... Um... We have uh, about a 30-second clip, and then we have an enhanced version. So 
let's go with the longer clip right here. This is someone, a female spirit, letting herself be known. Spirit, uh, could you introduce yourself to me and tell me your name, please? Goose goosebumps just watching that every time. I am going to just hit the uh, shortened version. It's only a couple of seconds long. Could you introduce yourself to me and tell me your name, please? Okay. So you guys obviously are doing an EVP birth session there. Probably one of your techniques. So where does Elizabeth fit into this whole puzzle? Well, when we first walked into that room, I started to vibe it out. Of course, these guys, they already knew, you know, what had happened in there and everything. But I was just sort of vibing it out. And at first, I was feeling something strange over the uh, head of the bed. And then I, I kept getting drawn to the closet. And I was like, I have to just go in here. And the second that I stepped into that closet, I got chills from head to toe. Um, I went in, I kind of shut the door a little bit alone. And I turned and I looked out. And I felt something right behind me. At, like basically touching my shoulders and um and and I could feel like a breath on the back of my neck and I got to tell you it was super super creepy <laughs> but I was like okay something happened in here um I I definitely felt like someone had died or some or something awful had happened in that closet and I got a sense of a couple of different entities I got a male I got a female I wasn't really sure the dynamic or what all had happened um but then, uh, then I know Cheryl can share with us information about that closet. Well, actually, that it is said that a prostitute was murdered in that room, beheaded, and thrown in the closet. Now, as of yet, Ooh. I've not heard a name um, attached to that person. They just called her the Lore of the Rose, and mm. and honestly, in the the EVP session. We did not hear Elizabeth. We thought it said yes, um, but it was after Mikey took it home and really listened to it that it came out Elizabeth, and it's unmistakable. Uh, so I think it's a possibility. We'll have to revisit this location because now we have a name that we can possibly, like, you know, get more information from. It's difficult, probably, and by all means, do your diligence on this, but. It all depends. We talked about hotels and taverns and inns being very transient, you know, and you right. don't know. I mean, there is a place that we often go to that was an inn and a tavern, but there aren't things like guest books lying around. Those things have been forgotten through the ages at this point. So it can be a very difficult task. It may be someone who was trying to run from somebody who spent one night there or perhaps died of natural causes or Maybe they were never there at all, but, you know, it would be a lot better if it was you know, not such a common name, but um, one never knows. So I wish you good luck in finding that because it just adds to the lore of that particular location. So you got your work cut out for you, but I wish you well. What I uh, what I find interesting, too, and, and Ken, if you want to play the 
short clip one more time. Sure. Going by the, if you want to call it urban legend, that she was beheaded, um, listen to the voices almost gasping like it, it really couldn't produce any oxygen because it didn't have lungs, even though I know it's spirit form. But just that's the first thing when you said that it was the head that was in there, that maybe that's why that sound is the way that it is. If you could play that again. Sure. You, you would you like the longer clip? Sure. Okay, here we go. Spirit, uh, could you introduce yourself to me and tell me your name, please? Just struggling, absolutely struggling. It looks like, speaking of struggling, Tim is back. And now it sounds like a kitten purring. Oh, it's still there. We can work around that. We can handle a little purr with Tim. Yeah. <laughs> That's anything. It's my refrigerator, so. Oh, okay. Well, you just like slide a shim under it. Yeah. Hey, I want to go back to Mikey. Mike, did you want to chime in on something here for we yeah real quick if we had just a second first of all thank sure. you to jay blinky for that amazing video footage of that closet but i wanted to point something out ken that you and i and george have talked about on the show before because we're marrying the tech with the with the, the mediums right yeah. so yeah. to me that's that clip is special because you can tell that we're using the, the dr60 that's our that's our device and and you can see how i'm holding it you can see when I we're done asking the question, I reach over and stop and I don't touch it anymore because I don't want the mechanical noise at the end. But it's very important for me to do that in this investigation because I don't want I want to get good evidence um, when when Melissa and Natasha and Tim or whoever's feeling whatever they're feeling. We want to I want to try to validate that with the equipment. So the techniques that we use and, and you, the viewers watching the people that are going out and do this, it's super important that you're 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 not contaminating um, when you're when you're recording so that you can have clips like this that was three just elizabeth i mean it's clear as day so um that was a great clip and and a great marriage of the two the two stuff yeah. techniques you know thing, things to never put your recorder down on metal and if you have it in your hand always do with an open palm yeah uh want to get into this five second clip that is just simply entitled death. So this was something I think, Mikey, you must have done this at um, at home later on and filmed it, right? As you ran it through software. I did just to to slow it down a little bit and enhance it a little bit because I wanted to be able to. There was some debate on what was said. So, okay. You know, feel free to you tell us what you hear. <laughs> All right. So everybody out there, this is this is subjective. And I love when people put these things forth and allow you to make up your own mind. Uh, background on this real quick. Where was it? Uh, this is also in the closet of 307. OK. Just kind of so, asking those general questions. All right. So this is what we got. Tell us what you think. Can you tell us what happened in this room? 
Okay, it's a quick burst. I'll play it again. Can you tell us what happened in this room? I get chills again. <laughs> He's not wrong. <laughs> For me, I hear a D. I hear a little, you know, at the beginning. But again, yeah. Cheryl's, everyone else is better at this than I am, so... Yeah. yeah, I can get on board with death. I mean, it was hard to hear live when we did it. We didn't really come up with anything. But after hearing it, you know, enhanced a little bit, I I'm on board with death. Yeah, I think the thing that we always have to be mindful of is that we're not, there's no confirmation bias. Because if you're in a location where there was a murder and this is happening and you hear, you, you, you almost want to hear the word murder. Um, so we all have to be careful when listening to the easier said than done, right? Easier said than done, but and the, you know, the chat seems to agree with death as well, yeah. So, yeah, yeah. we have a uh consensus here that, um, okay, Joe says beyond clear, Sandy says he had death, so we're going with that rule of three. Three people say it <laughs> says the same thing, we go with it. Two out of three, class B. All right, so uh, I want to move on to um, this might have led you on your path um, where you have something that, uh, you know, you ask the $64,000 question, not enough people ask, can we help you? Rather than just trying to get evidence, is, you know, is this something we can do? So this is to help me if anybody wants to set that up. Yeah, well, basically, you know, my whole goal with doing seances, with doing ghost hunts, any of this thing, I don't want, I'm just not, I don't want to just be a looky-loo, you know, I want to be of service, I want to help. And so if I come across a spirit that feels distressed in any way, you know, my natural inclination is to say, you know, what, what, how can we help you? What can we do? And the theme of this whole night was this feeling from the moment I got there that there was a, a spirit that wanted our help for some reason. So this is in the same room. This is in 307. It's the room where I'm standing outside when I first get there and I say something that wants help, you know, and then we go inside and uh, I, we, after discussion, you know, after hearing about this dominating spirit, we're thinking, okay, well, this dominating spirit is hurting these other spirits. So let's talk to these other spirits and, see what they want us to do for them. Okay. Uh, let's see where we are right now. Now we're heading into the last couple of clips. So um, why don't we take some questions here? I don't want to uh, belabor this too much. We have three in queue. First question comes from Sandy Andrews, fellow Rhode Islander. Makes you wonder if spirits can harm living people, can they harm other spirits? An excellent question. What do you uh, what do you think? Let's let's give Tim a shot here. Tim, what do you what do you think? Yes, but indirectly, okay. they can affect uh, your mood, your the way that your body functions. Um, there are times when I I'm here at home just sitting and I'll feel something just pressed down on my side um, and I know that that's a spirit and I gotta I have to address it and usually I'll tell them to just leave me alone for now I'll get to you later um, there are yeah 
I think that's. <laughs> but you think you think in a more physical harm has got to be a very a thing. I know everybody wants to jump to it because it's exciting and it's you know terrifying and that's what sells. But I think for the most part, you're talking more psychologically and spiritually, are we not? Yeah, absolutely. And yeah, I would say I would say spirits can absolutely harm other spirits because of this because of that psychological nature. You know, um, they can define, make them define, define harm to me. Is that in the same way, Melissa? Or well, I I feel like it's it's I guess control is a better thing. You know, on in the witch world, we often talk about how one of the major differences, and I don't know if I agree with this, but in certain witch circles, they talk about the difference between a living person and a spirit, being that the living person has free will, whereas the spirit does not. The spirit can be more easily controlled, um, just because it's energy, and you can. You can, you know, direct energy with iron. You can trap energy in a spirit prism, things like that. Um, so for me, I would equate harm with control. You know, you if as a spirit, you want to be a free spirit. You want to be able to just float around and do whatever you want to do. You're, you know, you don't have a body anymore. And then you have, you know, some other, you know, other spirit with ill intention that wants to swoop in and try to control you for some reason. Why would that reason be? Well, it could just be that they are a dominating controlling spirit that wants to, to control them. Or it could be in this, yes, exactly the next thing I was going to say, it could be that they are feeding off of the energy of those other spirits because you have to understand, you know, some spirits struggle with making themselves known because they, they don't have a lot of energy and spirits have to get energy from somewhere to make, you know, knocks and, and lights flicker and things like that. So it could just be that they are uh, this one dominant spirit is like gathering up all these other spirits and feeding off of it. Melissa, I, I want you to address this as a psychic medium, as an intuitive and the work that you do and have done. I have such a pet peeve about this field where, again, social programming from seeing the shows or, or movies or what have you is that when people go into a location and they start to get a headache or a stomach ache or a sharp pain in their neck or whatever, and it's immediately, let's get them out of here. Would you not agree, experiencing it the way that you do, that that sometimes is the raw, most basic form of communication if they can't do anything else to manifest, that they are sharing their pain with that person and leaving disconnects. It breaks that connection between the two. S speak on that. Am, am I am I in the ballpark there? Should people not all of a sudden break that connection and run away? Well, you know, first of all, 100%, I do feel like that's how they're trying to um, make a connection with you. You know, I do mediumship readings. And, you know, oftentimes if someone has a specific person they want to get into contact with, the person who comes, the first thing they'll do is make me feel what they felt when they died. So all of a sudden my heart hurts or my stomach hurts or my head hurts. And, and it's super unpleasant. But 
I share it with the person and the person will be like, oh my gosh, he died of a heart attack or what have you. And then I know instantly I've got the right person. I've got who they want to talk to. And I can use that to boost my connection with that spirit. And what I usually will say is spirit, I uh, thank you. I felt, I feel what you're trying to let me feel and I appreciate it. Can you please back off now? You know, if I were to break off and run out of the room, you know, I would lose that connection altogether. Right. Mm -hmm. And to, to bounce off of that, just as a little tech guy looking inside note, Kim and Melissa both had a physical um, reaction to something happening in 307. Tim was in the in the chair in the corner, and he he physically was became pale, and like I thought he might have been passing out, <laughs> like low blood sugar type of a thing. Um, but then it's he started feeling better, and I look over at Melissa, who's not saying anything, but she's now feeling it, and I said, "Are you okay?" And she said, um, you, you know, I said, you're not. What's happening? Tell us what you're feeling so that we can keep going with this. Like, what piece of equipment do I need to turn on? Or do you need to sit down? Or what's going on? So not running from it. We were, yeah. you know, keep going, keep going. What's happening? And then let's document it as we go, as long as everyone's safe and can, and can push forward. Yeah. Whose ass do I have to kick here for you guys to continue? Uh, Natasha, Tim. When you're involved in mediumship, you're feeling these type of things. How, if it does, affect you physiologically? Is there a weakness involved? Is there some kind of discomfort? Or how does that work for you? I I feel the physical symptoms, too. Um, I tend to be able to shield that, I think to some extent where I can then move forward. I, I I agree with you completely about how, I'm sorry if you're getting something, you go towards it. You came here to experience this and now you're running away. Mm-hmm. Makes no sense to me. Yeah, we are our fear. You know, essentially. Yeah. Um, Tim, how about yourself? Are you affected adversely or at any point during uh, these sessions? Oh, yes. Um, there was one spirit that came to me at my house, and I felt like severe pressure on my chest and um, like turning of the stomach, which I took to be that they had been crushed. Um, And I felt that for a good 10, 15 minutes. So it, it, it does do a bit of a toll on the body. But then it goes away. So, and then you've already helped that spirit to move on. But the last thing, yeah, it does. Yeah, yeah you could physically see it on Tim when, when whatever we had going on left the closet. Tim was immediately affected and he said it, you know, felt like it hit him right in the chest. And then we're looking at each other like, ah, the closet feels fine now. Yeah. So like it totally left the closet and went to Tim. And he looked drained. 
yeah all oh the yeah color just left his Completely. face he took on like a green hue it was it, and he didn't seem like himself for like a couple of minutes it was intense i didn't know the green hue thing i mean i felt perfectly fine what <laughs> let's hit a couple I, more. i like to just just further really quick i yeah. think too you can't go to a place and leave it worse than you think. Exactly. Right. Yep. You know, and we are trying to help and make sure we close off at the end. Yes. Yeah, we don't just stir up and then leave it all in chaos. Correct. Right. Um, I want to hit a couple of more questions here. Mike Pelletier has a question. It feels like a hostage situation in this case. Can the alpha spirit feed off the other spirits like a parasite? I would say absolutely. Yeah. And it did. And it did feel exactly. like a hostage situation. That's a really good way to put it, because, you know, when, when we were as you know, throughout the inv investigation, as this narrative sort of uh, appeared before us from all of our evidence, it, it was very clear to us that this dominant alpha spirit was holding what seemed to be mostly um uh, women spirits or, uh, in, uh, you know, and maybe even other men spirits, but whatever other spirits it was holding, it was like that he was controlling them all. He was keeping them there. He was keeping them quiet. He didn't, he didn't want them to speak out for themselves. Um, and every time we tried to make a connection with another spirit, we'd get a, we'd get that other spirit for a little bit. And then the alpha one would come like bulldozing into the room and take over again. Um, so yeah, it, it, it definitely felt that way. I wonder too yeah. if there can be. Go ahead, Mikey. Oh, uh, just I was going to say, you know, we this started in the in the suite, in the honeymoon suite, mm -hmm. and for me, and this is just my personal experience with with this investigation, what happened. I feel like uh, maybe charging that hallway like we did before we went in there. I feel like the, the female spirit that was trying asking for help in the honeymoon suite that was getting beat down by the dominant one. Maybe that charge helped give her the energy she needed to follow us because it felt like she followed us like hey don't leave stay with me and help me and to 307 mm -hmm. and then um you know continuing the story there from, from that but i feel like charging that area and giving them that little boost maybe was what they needed to because otherwise they would have just been held down they weren't strong enough to follow us through or you know it's, that's kind of how it felt as it was all playing out yeah and i have to wonder too if there can't be some type of Stockholm syndrome involved where the captor or the submissive spirit as it was begins to identify with whoever is restraining them. You know, if we're, if we're carrying over these human characteristics that someone is under oppression, that they don't recognize it or they just refuse to acknowledge it. But, you know, now we're getting into, you know, yeah. Well, I want to add to and to add to what Ken is saying. Again, you take a living person scenario of a psychologically abusive relationship, whatever that may be, husband and wife, uh, you know, family members. Uh, it, it's it's a it's a horrible thing where that person starts to give up their free will. Uh, so you wonder in this situation too. Look death is traumatic enough 
when that individual realizes that they've moved on, uh, I mean, it must be the most vulnerable thing that could possibly happen to a psyche. And then in comes this dominating spirit, this bully that decides that they're going to uh, mentally whip you for decades, possibly centuries, and how that must play on that psyche of that spirit. It's, it's a sad way to think about it, but it's horrible. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Um, got one more question we're going to take from, uh, from Manchester, England. Seriously, what do you guys think of Ouija boards? This was a <laughs> question off the beaten track for tonight, but kind of answered this in um, my own way, personally, totally benign. Depends yeah. on intention. Yep. It's plastic, cardboard, <laughs> ink. You know, um, I know for for me, it's like I understand it's like opening ceremonies, like the Olympics, opening ceremonies, closing ceremonies. But I think a lot of times we're the X factor because it doesn't say take it into the attic, light candles around it, and go to a graveyard and use it. I mean, it's 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 a it started out as a parlor game yep you know so so a, a guy and a girl could touch knees back in the <laughs> 1900s Ooh, yeah. <laughs> i don't know real real quickly if you guys want to respond to that Honestly, I love Ouija boards. I've been using them since I was a preteen. You know, I, I, and I, and you know, there's this whole thing like only use it if it's like you're with another person or at least, you know, two other people or whatever. I mean, I was like 11 years old in my bedroom playing with a Ouija board by myself and talking to spirits, you know, um, it, it's to me it's just like a pendulum it's just like a dowsing rod it's anything else the only difference of course is that you're getting specific letters um i you know i don't have a problem with using them at all however i recognize <laughs> that a lot of people do you know i honestly i blame you know was it the exorcist is that what the movie that it was in but you know i blame horror movies Which on board? people yeah, I blame horror movies on it, you know, um, especially for Gen, Gen X. <laughs> but, you know, it, it's it's all all of it to me is what you give is what you get, you know. So when I go into a situation with, with a Ouija board, I'm exactly this is the comment right here about if you ask for evil, you're going to get evil, you know. So it's it's all about how you set your intentions. You know, you go in and you say, oh, you know, I hope that I can speak to some spirits of light blah, blah, or, you know, whatever positive, happy spirits, whatever it is that you want to ask for. That's what you're going to get. If you go in and you're like, oh, I want to hear a demon, you know. <laughs> You might, you might get one. <laughs> I don't know. It, it, you know, everything was fine until Captain Howdy showed up in The Exorcist mm. in 1972. Right. And now, all of a sudden, it shows you the power of television Suggestion. and movies. And because up to then, it was like this cute little thing, and all of a sudden, Captain Howdy shows up, and it's like portals to hell. I mean, Ouija boards are so all American that before that, Norman Rockwell did a, did a painting of one. Right. Exactly. Yeah. With the knees touching under the table. Hey, yeah. you, hey, you two, leave, leave room for the Holy Ghost. <laughs> and finally, because I smell brownies cooking at my house downstairs, my wife is making brownies. So that's it. We got to rush through the show. <laughs> uh, David Fritz, good question. Why do spirits need energy? They must have energy of their own. 
Well, they do, you know, um, of, you know, they, because they are energy, of, they do have energy. The reason why they would need more energy is to interact with our world. So the belief is that, you know, we as, uh, you know, spirits in a body, we're sort of down here and spirits without bodies are, you know, up here, they're above us. And so we have to raise our vibrations to meet them and they have to kind of lower theirs to meet ours. And in lowering theirs, they need more energy, you know, especially if they want to interact with things, if they want to knock on walls or make things move or what have you. Uh So that, so, you know, normally they don't need energy if they're just existing and just floating about, you know, whatever. But if they want to interact with us, if they want to talk to us, they would have to get a, get a little energy. And usually with mediums, the reason why we can connect with other, or one of the ways in which we connect with other spirits is we kind of, at least me, myself, I lend a little of my energy to the spirit and I'll, you know, I'll say like, Hey, you know, take a little of my energy so you can make a con, you know, make, contact and and send a message you know don't take too much though (laughs) all right i want to get back to the last three clips we have and uh if you have children's in the room the next two clips are not suitable for work so that's my disclaimer you have been warned um but this happens every once in a while and uh let me ask you a question set it up is this the same guy you think so yeah absolutely hundred percent. So do you think this is the alpha male or somebody else? Yeah, this one is actually from room 308 when we first got started. So it seemed like uh, immediately he wanted to make his presence known. Okay. So warning in advance, this guy's kind of a dick in other words. So here is uh, the first clip. Sir, if you may, can we get your name, please? And there you have it. Mm. I asked nicely. I thought you were very polite when you asked. But again, it's that personality thing in the afterlife. Can I? Um, was this a common thing? Were you? Were, was this guy annoyed because you asked so much? Or was it just a simple question that you're just trying to acknowledge this guy? Mikey? I have a, I have a, yeah, I have a, an opinion on that. Go ahead, I dude. think... I think he was angry that we were there because I think that whatever spirits he was trying to oppress that Melissa, Tim, Natasha picked up on, I think they felt like, hey, there's someone here that knows we're here. There's someone here that can help us. And I think that guy was upset that we were there and that they recognized maybe a potential connection. This is all just, you know, so now he's mad because we're messing up his game. He doesn't want us there. So any question that we throw out or anything we have to do, any equipment, whatever, he just wants us out because now we're a threat to him. Cheryl, do you get that a lot from the spirit realm? I mean, not usually. (laughs) I mean, I got a piss off in Scotland, but this is my first FU. So just putting more on my resume. (laughs) Welcome to the club. Thank you. I'm not going to take it personal, but, you know. I wouldn't. No, Natasha got, what were you called? A banshee? I was called a banshee, and I was told I lied, and a lot of other things by this by this guy. And we're looking right into your eyes, and nothing has happened yet. So Uh, (laughs) we uh, we're on the request line here. We have uh, a request to play it again. So here we go. Might as well just lose the show. We'll be off the air before you even get a chance, Melissa. Here we go. Sir, if you may, can we get your name, please? 
There you have it. <laughs> but not to be outdone a little bit later, um, yeah, the same guy shows up with an attitude, so let's just get right to it. What did you guys get? Uh, we're pretty sure we got to fuck you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Do you want to play, play it again for, for Jay's camera? Did you hear it? Mm -hmm. I did. Like real quick at the end. <laughs> yeah. So that's that's the second time in this in Glen Tavern that we've been. Yes. The same thing happened before uh, Rick McCollum was told to fuck you in room three hundred six. So there's some angry spirits here. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, that was a, that was the same guy. Yeah. Yeah, same guy. <laughs> and and, and the room goes totally quiet. Right. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's where that's three hundred eight. That was the suite. That's where we first felt him. And then, you know, moving on throughout the uh, investigation, we figured out why. And you know. yeah, Mike, do you want to set that up? Because you you had an interesting theory about the nice guy and. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, real quick, we were so we're in 307 now. We've had all this happen in 308. Um, we thought at one point when we felt something leave the closet, uh, Tim said, "No, it's still here." You know, Melissa. We were, Melissa said, and this is what's really sparked for me. Melissa said, "There is a male spirit in 307. There is another male spirit here, but this one is timid. This one's very reserved and very shy." Mm -hmm. And I thought, okay, so we have a hole in 308 and we've got shy guy down here in 307 and we've got this female trying to follow us from 308 to 307 she's still talking to us and so we thought maybe this was just a thought maybe the guy in 307 the timid guy had a thing for the female that was being you know uh, dominated by this male spirit and wasn't able to help her he was just trapped in 307. Maybe there was a, a spiritual love thing happening, but he was broken. He couldn't do anything for her because of this other guy. And she's trying to keep our attention. Help me. Don't go, please. You're, we're so close type of a thing is how it felt. Right. And so we just kept asking questions and rolling with it. And I mean. And if I could just interject at one point, uh, we as all of the mediums and, and we kind of get everyone else to help us too. We decided we wanted to help this female spirit. We wanted to free her from the alpha male spirit. And we had, I don't know if we, I don't think we have any clips of this, but there was a little like back and forth sort of fight with the alpha male spirit for a hot second as we were commanding and telling him to leave the female spirit alone. And we, you know, work together as mediums to open up a portal to sort of usher her out to sort of just release her. She was trapped and we wanted to release her. But then after we released the spirit, the timid guy, he was still left. The good guy was left. And we had this really heart wrenching, unbelievable experience with him. Mikey, do you want to Yeah, I mean even before that though, Dan Ken, I'm not sure if you have the clip of the the female voice asking for okay? help. No, uh, there's a help me from a female that we got in 307. Would you like me? That, I, I do. I can yeah. play it whenever you want. Yeah, uh, just to set it up again, you know, remember before the break, I was talking about that spirit box session, and mm -hmm. Melissa said there's a female begging for help. 
And then here we are now in 307. This is why I felt like this was moving from the suite down to where we were, because if you and then play that clip, you'll hear why. Okay, here we go. Spirit, tell me what you need me to do to help you. And you can hear it in the voice. You can hear the desperation. Help me. Like she's begging us to not go to listen, please. And so it was after then that the, the medium got together and they're like, we're, we're going to open this veil. And we're going to help her go. And then, and then they saw her go or they felt like she had left and there was a, uh, it was lighter in the room. And then we kind of all looked at each other and we said, well, what about the nice guy? that's in here, you know, the, the, the boyfriend, if you will, <laughs> the, that's, that's kind of hanging around. So we got about four minutes left and I definitely want to play this clip. And for me, I save this to last because I thought this is really poignant and uh, it gets to the heart of what you were trying to do, because I'm not sure how many investigators, I mean, we've seen it on TV, but I don't know if they regularly have investigators there. I don't know how many times people speak to these spirits, you know, if they're used to communicating with people or you did something a little bit different and you hit one of those, uh, I don't want to say you hit a nerve, but you hit their sweet spot in as much as, you know, give me evidence, move something as opposed to how can we help you? Are you in distress? Um, but I want to play this before we get out of here and uh, speaks for itself. So it's a good way to end the clips. Hey, buddy. Nice guy. We all have your back in here. We feel like you need our help. Will I be okay? Oh, stop. Hey, buddy. Nice guy. Did you hear? We all have your back in here. We feel like you need our help. Will I be okay? Do you do it? Will I be okay? You will be okay, my friend. Okay. Okay. Oh God! Now I'm all. Do you need help also? I do. I do. Okay. Okay. Let's keep going then. Right? Yeah. Let's do it. Yeah. Let's help him. I still have a die of chills. Yeah. Why you guys always make me cry? I know. I was like, oh. Great clip. It is. It's why we do what we do. Um, there's no other way about it. It's um, And as some of the people were commenting in the chat, uh, you guys are exceptional investigators. There's compassion, there's intuition, and there's determination uh, to get down to the answers and help. It was a spirit rescue at the Glen Tavern. Cannot thank you guys enough for joining us tonight. Uh, we are all at a time. Uh, again, on the horizon, keep uh, watching. Don't forget to hit that reminder bell. Secrets of the Craft will be coming your way here on Dead Air Full Spectrum in a very, very short span of time. Until then, we're all at a time here, guys. And uh, we thank you for joining us. We'll see you again same time next week. Until then, have a great week. And, uh, and you guys take care. Thank you for watching. Good night. Don't forget, Secrets of the Craft coming in April. I already said that. Yeah. Goodbye. I'm saying it again.